Welcome to the Friday Fraudster Podcast with Kelly Paxton, pink-collar crime expert, Joe Irvin, your person for all things ethics, and Robert Barry, the guy who helps you ask better questions. Join them as they discuss sad, funny, and sometimes disturbing fraud stories. Be sure to catch past episodes on your favorite podcasting platform or go to www.fridayfraudster.com and grab some CPE while you're there. Uh-oh, wait a minute. I forgot oh. about that. <laughs> uh, can we so hear can... you, Mark? I can hear you. Can you hear me? We can yes. hear Mark now. Yes. Uh, so today is going to be an interesting day, everyone. So let me just say, we've had some issues with the streaming this week. Um, I went live Wednesday with Audit Bites and... It did not come on LinkedIn at all, but it was on YouTube. So let me start the show by saying, go over to YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel, because that will be our backup if LinkedIn goes down. And then earlier today, Mark and I, we were testing everything out and I couldn't hear a word that he was saying. And to make matters even funnier, you know, I normally introduce it by saying, hey, welcome to episode number such and such. Well, I've completely forgotten what episode today is. <laughs> So, Kelly, do you like my title? (laughs) Oh, Kelly, that's that's another story for another day. Yeah, but it ties to food. Food, food is big fraud, man. Oh, you know what? That's what we should have titled this one. Food is fraud. What did I title this one? Food for fraud. Yeah. 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 So let me let me just ask anybody who's watching and or listening right now. Have you ever, ever been scammed? By some food. Have you ever been scammed in the food industry? I'm just curious. Just curious. So when I lived in Wisconsin, there was a woman who stole apparently bricks of cheese and bologna from like the PTA. And it was like, okay, we were a bunch of, I'm going to say crazy mean moms. And um, someone Googled her because there was a question about money in the PTA. And they found out that she had been busted like for stealing cheese and bologna. And my comment at the time, after I got over my little snickering was like, Okay, if someone has to steal cheese and bologna, we can't mock her because, come on. And she looked like she had a lot of bologna. So, so but this is big. This is big money. So here's the question I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask everybody in the audience and you too, Mark and Kelly. Mark, what is your favorite food? My favorite food? I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air. I, I I like some good seafood. I like a good steak. I like good Italian. What about you, Kelly? And those of you listening, what is your favorite food? I don't know if I could live without Mexican food. It used to be Italian yeah. food, but I do love rice and beans and fajitas and peppers. And I think it, I think now it's more Mexican. Ah, uh, and what about you? Well, you know, I think my favorite food is 
anything with chocolate in it. I can just sprinkle chocolate and peanut butter on anything and we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's safe to say we all love food, right? I think we all love food. Thomas says it tastes just like me. <laughs> um, and then Clarence says, hey, he didn't get an email. You know, Clarence. So I'll tell you, here's the trick here, Clarence. A lot of times when you guys receive notifications, it's me going and manually pushing it out to people because LinkedIn doesn't have a good process where you can just click one button and send it out to everybody. So sometimes I miss people. But every Friday, same time, same channel, unless it was last week in which it was same time, but different channel because we went over to YouTube. So uh, Sono says she's here for the chocolate. I, Hey, there you go. I'm here for the chocolates too. But okay, so needless to say, we all love, 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 love food. Now, I think we love food so much when you really want some good food, the best place to go for food is the Love Lounge. <laughs> Wouldn't be at the top of my list, man. Elmo's. Elmo's Love Lounge. Not any Elmo. Love Lounge. Elmo's. Elmo's Love Lounge. Wait a minute. I, I think I think we have a... <clears throat> you all are going to have to excuse me this week for my voice. I am really under the weather. So I know I, know I sound like a crackhead this week. But um, Elmo's Love Lounge. That is where we're going to go to get our favorite food. <laughs> For those of you listening and not watching, this is a picture of Elmo's Love Lounge, and it is a real place, and it does have something to do with our story this week. You know how I do. We always somehow circle back to the story, and we'll get there in just one moment. Elmo's Love Lounge. You know, a lot of people refer to Elon Musk as Elmo these days. Oh, wow. Just to Wait kind of get around the Twitter machine bots. They just refer to him as Elmo. Did not know that. Now, that is interesting. That is very interesting. So now, Elmo's Love Lounge is on Olive Boulevard. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. Uh, These jokes just write themselves this week. I, I don't even have to do anything. Okay, so... You're probably wondering, what in the heck does Elmo's Love Lounge have to do with anything? And no, it's not a fuzzy bear from Sesame Street. What ended up happening was some inspectors were trying to, well, provide some oversight for a place that was receiving federal funding. We've talked about this before, right? Federal funding from the Department of Agriculture. And so they went to the address that was on file for a business that was giving out free food, and I say free food in air quotes because the federal government subsidized these companies that were supposed to be giving food out. It was supposed to be giving out free food to the people who needed it, and where they ended up was Elmo's Love Lounge. Lounge. Elmo's Love Lounge. Now, hadn't we talked about this before, though, the USDA's program? Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this a few times. As a matter of fact, we've talked about it so much that they were actually warned about it in 1998 by the Inspector General, also known as, you know, your auditors. Here's that report. 
you see that date 1998 operation kitty care so they were warned way back then that giving away free food via these third parties was pretty much something that was susceptible to fraud and what do you think they did with that 1998 report they listened to it and made sure they implemented controls so that we wouldn't be defrauded no that's not what happened okay not what true com true confession crime whatever um <laughs> i had a boyfriend in college obviously had he would go and get free cheese. Mind you, his dad was a doctor. He wasn't poor. He'd oh, wow. go and he'd get the free cheese on campus. And I was like, that should have been, I should have broke up with him right then and there. But yeah, no. Whatever yeah, happened like, to him? What is he now? Is he like a, a billionaire now? Like Elon Musk? Or... No. He's no. running a food bank. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in Wisconsin and he's a cheese head. He's a cheese. <laughs> but that should have been a clue to me that I did not want to be. And hey, if you needed free cheese in college, have at it. His dad was a doctor, didn't need free cheese. He just got it because he could. And yep. I should have dumped him right then and there. Yeah. I mean, really. You yeah. weren't as ethically sound back then, Kelly. I was in love. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> He was all, he was very good looking, but he smelled like cheese all the time. What, what's the really bad? What's, it, what's the bad smelling one? Munster cheese? Is that it? Uh, Lindberger. Thank you, Lindberger cheese. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So so listen. Here's here's the story. So in St. Louis, a small nonprofit received nearly twenty one million dollars in aid here's what's interesting though we covered a story where uh one group uh, i'm sorry in st louis one group received 21 million dollars now another group received 29 million dollars these were the huge stories that made the headlines the one that we're talking about today they only received 2.1 million dollars from the period of 2020 to 2022. <clears throat> now they claimed another 455 thousand dollars in 2019 but what makes this one different from some of the others is that they're alleging that this group actually falsified documentation that they sent in. So they falsified head counts and things like that. Some of the other groups they just kind of said, hey, this is how much money we need. You would think that you would try to verify the head counts. But now another wrinkle in this is hmm, this one seemed to have some dealings with someone named Lorenzo Gordon. Anybody know who Lorenzo Gordon is? Not until I, I didn't it. know until today. Yeah, nobody else knows who he is either. He's a he's a pro basketball player, but he plays overseas. Wink, wink. Um, so, so what happened was apparently his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, who knows? According to Instagram, it looked like they may have still been together when this was occurring, but maybe not now. They opened a business together and then they started another business. And between those two businesses, they applied for and got the ability to receive federal funding to hand out food to the poor. The tough thing on that is unlike Kelly and the cheese man, uh, the, the, uh, these two don't admit to being in a relationship with each other. They both denied there was a relationship. 
So they most, both must be upset at the other one and not just Kelly being upset at the cheese man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they might be looking to see who can get the best plea deal from the government. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Hamburger today. <laughs> so now Kelly has a very interesting poll going on here. Would you break up with a partner who got free cheese from a food program when you knew they could afford it? Come on, guys. You got to answer yes or no. I, I, or I, I think did. Kel Kelly, I think a lot of times we don't do the right thing in those cases because in your case, what your rationalization was or justification was what? I'm in love. So it could be any sorts of things. Uh, he gave me a ride to the, my job every day. He, you know, whatever it is, we find that excuse not to make that tough decision and say, wait, something's not right here. And he rationalized it. He's just like, well, if I don't get it, you know, the government just throws it away. I was 21. I didn't know. I never gotten free cheese in my life. And I was poor. <laughs> That's what it is. She's ticked off. She didn't get no cheese. <laughs> I prefer Parmesan. Yeah. And this was better. Wow. Wow. No okay, one's so answering my poll. I think there's a small lag. So we're hoping that they will answer it because I think it was a good question. Would you break up with someone who got free food, cheese, incentives from a program when you knew that they could afford it. Okay, so let's dig into what happened. So inspectors showed up at the place of business where the food handling was supposed to be occurring. They didn't find any food or food-like equipment that could handle the volume that was supposedly being churned out under this program. Um, and they, they found a love lounge, I mean, essentially. And I'm, all, I'm, I'm really wondering what the love lounge really was. I didn't look it up because I didn't want it's an it's a nightclub it's it all it is is apparently a dance nightclub uh-huh it, it sounds worse than that a dance nightclub right so, uh, a disco. So, when they, <laughs> so when they finally got in touch with some people involved in the food program they said that the records weren't there on site and that they would bring the records to the inspectors later on to look at um they eventually showed up but still didn't bring the records so what they were serving and who they were serving is kind of a mystery but the owner went on this small tirade when the newspapers called her for um for comment and she said you know us we didn't do anything stop calling us then she referred them back to her website that listed all of her accolades in the about me section so that's one of those uh, 3D defenses that I talk about where you defend, deflect, deny what's really happening. Yeah. Yep. I want to know what people think about Kelly's poll. In the meantime, there's something else I'm looking for in my notes that uh, I can't seem to find one now, but right now, ah, never mind, I got it. Okay. Now, Andrea says that's a tough one. What did he do with the cheese? Well, Andrea, I'm pretty sure he didn't like distribute it back out to other homeless people. I'm pretty sure he ate it. 
I think I had a grilled cheese. Um, I see Kelly. Kelly was partaking in the forbidden cheese. Sono says cheddar cheese can't go wrong. All right, so look, Benito, Benito wants to know sharp or old or marble. Now that's funny. Now that is cheesy, Benito. You know they were literally like five pound blocks. Blocks. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas says uh huh. I think he's talking about uh huh when I said I did not look up what the love lounge was. I really did. <laughs> I did not. You know, here's what's really interesting, though. So I'll tell you, when I was a kid, my great aunt, she was like really old because I remember she died when she was like 96 and I was probably about, I don't know, 17, 18. So anyway, when I was a kid, she would get federal assistance and that cheese is not good. It was hard. It was like hard blocks and we didn't have microwaves back then. So when you tried to melt it down, it would take that thing like three days to melt. So I don't know why anyone would actually want to get that cheese for free. That is not good cheese. I'm sorry. It is that's a that's a I have to get it because I have no other option kind of meal option. That's not high up on my meal prepping list. <laughs> so I went to Fletzy, you know, the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center with um in '93 with a young woman who was um USDA. And she got to do cool cases. They have good like, cases. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They were really interesting. And we kind of don't think that. Like USDA. Oh, how exciting is that? There's money and food. Lots of money. Yeah. And cheating. Like it's, I'm not going to say easier, but like faking headcounts. We see this in charter schools all the time. Faking head counts. Yep. And that's exactly what they were doing. They were faking head counts. Now, now Haley answers your question, though, Kelly. She said she used to work at a grocery store. It always bothered her uh, uh, when they knew some when she knew someone actually had the money. Um, and then she would walk away if she caught a boyfriend doing it. So, yeah, let, let's talk about the actual scheme again, because we've talked about it before on this show. They either fake the head count or they fake the head counts. I mean, that's what it is. Even if they have 20 kids, they might say they have 2,000. That's what we covered in the previous story. Now, in this one, I think they reporters are still unsure if they had any kids at all. Like, they think that this is a complete fabrication based on following the trail of the money and the breadcrumbs <clears throat> left by the, by the criminals. I need me a rim shot here for real. Um, it wasn't breadcrumbs. It was Fritos and Cheetos and stuff like that. Right. That that's, that's the only food they were taking in was processed food and bags. Now here's what makes it a little bit more interesting. The two individuals declined to comment on their relationship with one another. And the, the basketball player did not want to do an interview. Now I'm, I'm presumably he was overseas, but, but. They have found that the, the, the sister of Lavender Rose, which was the company that was supposed to be distributing the food, they purchased the company, that is, purchased a residential condo in a very nice area in St. Louis or right outside of St. Louis. So we know that some money must have gone on a condo because the business itself purchased a condominium. Uh, 
Well, I, I, like I, the, I was, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I like the um, helicopter flying pastor. Oh yeah. Well, that's the other. That's the other story. That's the twenty-nine million dollar story. The the you know taking that money and he was a helicopter flying pastor. That that stuff when we start doing that, that irritates me even more because that was the same sort of scam of yep. falsely reporting headcounts and all the rest. And it looks like he was just fleecing the system for his own personal. Uh, he bought a house. Yep. And there you have that whole, the double thing. One thing when you apply for these programs as Joe Q citizen, it's another thing when you're representing a religious institution and choose to do that. Get very upset with doctors that are sleazy, uh, people in religious institutions that are sleazy, Kelly's favorite, lawyers that are sleazy. They all say they aren't going to be. And then they are. You know, I did this recently because I got a new stockbroker, like my old one retired. So I got a new one. And this story came out about this financial planner back east who had like a Lambo and, you know, all Range Rover, of course. And I met my new stockbroker and I liked her, but, you know, met her one day and then she's been very, very helpful. And I see the story and I send her an email with the story attached to it. And I said, what kind of car do you drive? I need to know. And she wrote back and she goes, I have an F-150 for my two Great Danes. Oh, okay. And so I was good with it. But, and she loves what I do because she's had clients who have been ripped off. She's like, I didn't even know there were people like you. But um, she loves what I do. But I was like, this is my test. Like, I don't want my stockbroker. Well, they can drive a nicer car than me, but like they can't drive a crazy nicer car. She didn't she didn't finish the sentence though, Kelly. She said, I drive an F-150 for my two dogs to take them to the horse farm that I currently own with thoroughbreds. <laughs> you gotta you gotta follow out that story. Oh. So she doesn't like nice cars, she <laughs> likes horses. You know, you go, Rita Cronwell. You know what, Carol there you go. Carol asked a really good question of where did all the food go? So let's talk about this for a minute because Listen. this is where it gets interesting. So um, the the sister of Lavender Rose, which was the company, paid another company called Infusion Food Services $250,000 at one point in time. And then I believe $250,000 a second time to actually uh, uh, prepare the food. So there was some food, however, when they found some of the food, there were some potential health violations based on the way the food was being stored. So in other words, the food needed to be cooled and it wasn't stored in a cooled uh, facility. Now there was another issue too though, because the infusion food services that was hired by the lavender sister of Lavender Rose, well, when you have state and federal contracts, they come with criteria within which you can hire subcontractors. One of those criteria was that any dollar amounts, any services provided over a certain dollar amount, you needed to bid it out. That's to kind of prevent you from giving your friends and family certain contractual deals. They were supposed to bid this contract out and they did not. So they got in trouble for that too. Oh, and guess what? The 
Infusion Food Services what? seems like the owners <clears throat> may have had a relationship with guess who? Sister of Lavender Rose and yep. either our girlfriend or our basketball player. So mm. that was a pretty close circuit. And the other thing we don't know from the infusion foods, you know, that they were preparing some foods. We don't know where those foods were taken because where they said they were taking that school indicated they hadn't received food. They'd only received snacks. Yep. So where did that food go? I'd say in general, probably there wasn't a whole lot of food made anywhere. Right. That's what I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah. So the Maybe food didn't go anywhere here. because they didn't buy any food because they were busy buying a condo and the furnishings for the condos. And maybe spending a lot of money at the love lounge, not for food. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> so the, the, the girlfriend, McLean was her name, sorry. She actually incorporated Infusion Food Services in February of 2021. So now she incorporated it after the Sister of Lavender Rose had been in business for a short period of time. So I would speculate that she incorporated it because she saw it as an opportunity to keep all the money for herself instead of, you know, outsourcing some of those mm -hmm. services to another company. Yeah, I don't really think there was a whole lot of outsourcing going on at all. I think it was a bunch of her colleagues, and she, they were all keeping the money amongst themselves. They were just putting on under different names is the way it looks to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what cool. do you do you know, when you look at some of the questions that were asked by the folks up in, where was that, Wisconsin? Was that No, St. Louis. When you look at some of the questions asked by the state people, what would you ask as auditors if you go back into that situation? What other, you know, clear, yeah, yeah, lack of clarity is there that we need to clear up to see the full scope of what this fraud probably is? Yeah, at this point, I think after watching and looking at some of this, I think you just immediately call in the authorities because because here was another wrinkle. So there was another company called Food for All that was supposed to be providing services to Sister of Lavender Rose. And when they went to call that company and look up looked up its address, they ended up outside Elmo's Love Lounge. And so Gordon, the basketball player, was the owner of Food for All. So they contacted him and he told them that a woman named Keisha Harris was his assistant and handled everything for him. However, Keisha Harris is the kitchen manager for Infusion Food Services. So you got two companies here where Keisha Harris has a connection and link, but these were supposed to be two different outsourced food services providers working on behalf of the sister of Lavender Rose. So I think at this point, you don't even try to figure it out anymore. You just call the authorities. Gather all your evidence and call the authorities. I just remember, like, in school, growing up, you would get menus. Like, show me the menus. And right. then you just tie it to the food orders. Oh, oops, no food orders. No, you know, like, 
Who, as a child, didn't look at the school lunch menus? Like the menus. Every Monday. Yeah. Every Friday. I'd like literally scratch out, you know, fish stick Friday and, you know, look forward to pizza or what. There's so many ways. And what one of those institutions don't keep a headcount of how many people eat there? Be it a cafeteria, be it a rescue mission. They want to know how many people are eating there because they want to know how many people they're servicing for any type of grant or funding proposals. So nobody doesn't keep those if they're actually serving those. Yeah. Well, and I think everybody knows with it, when it comes to grants, if you don't accurately account for the funds that you're spending, those grants get taken away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. But we're, we're mocking these people, but look at how much money they got away with. I mean, we're like mocking them like, oh, gee, they're dumb. But look at, I mean, they are going to go to prison. We hope, you know. Yeah. Um, but like, should we but, be mocking them? Because, but, yeah. go ahead, Mark. I want to hear it. I, I'm just going to say, but then again, Kelly, you know, they, the word is put out on this. And what was it, 1998, you said about the vulnerabilities in this program? What's yep. the government doing? And, you know, from a career civil servant here, you know, what's the government doing to protect the resources of the country in these situations? Are we so concerned with getting votes that we just send that money out there without considering where it's going? Because you're not servicing anybody by doing that other than the Elmo's Love Lounge and uh, its various customers. You know, we're not serving the general populace. It's just, it's just really wrong, especially when that word is, I mean, it's just clear when you see these and we you see these over and over again. How many of them have you talked about? You know, and it's the same gig every time. You know, well, we got rushed with the pandemic and we we kind of dropped all of our internal controls. And, you know, no, we didn't get any attendance figures for how much food is being given. Uh, like that's an advanced concept here. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. I don't Not that love- I have an opinion. You know, I just interviewed someone the other day for the podcast and we were talking about um, checklists and it's like, okay, I think checklists kind of keep you like this. And sometimes we need to go out here, but for programs like this, give them a playbook that must be done contemporaneously, period. Like give them, because I do think some charities start out with very good intentions but they just have, they don't know. Like, and, and the charities that do feed people, like you still have to be accountable. So give them a checklist. What do you think about I checklists? Would, I would think that they would get checklists out the yin-yang from the federal government and they just chose to ignore them. You know, I think well, for some like- of us understanding them is difficult enough because there's so ridiculous a bureaucracy. The question is when you get the results back, what are you doing with it? Who's looking at it? Who's ensuring uh, some sort of, you know, that we're following the rules there. Yeah. We so should do it, mystery shoppers for food banks. Ooh. <laughs> See, we're now getting creative. Especially cheese actually, banks. Do you actually have to eat the food though? Well, okay. here's the thing, though. So when you get a federal grant or even a state grant, 
it comes with a lot of criteria that you are supposed to follow. And a part of that criteria is when you're supposed to report back and who you're supposed to report back to. You can even build in administrative fees into the grant. Yeah. You can say, okay, X I'm number of dollars for administration. Right. Yep. So I think now th this is what I think, and this is just my opinion, but I think what has happened is I think for a long time, the government has run on a trust and maybe verify uh, 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 principles because there's so much federal money coming out for so many grants. They actually get third parties to go out and do some of the auditing. So they outsource a lot of things. And I think in the outsourcing, they've done it under the guise of believing that most people in the world are still honest. And so what ends up happening, though, is we continuously raise our debt ceiling. We continuously dole out more debt as a nation, which gets us to a point where at some point it is going to collapse. It is not sustainable and it is not healthy. Well, I, I believe at one point in time, that's how it operated. There was this kind of uh, we're going to trust if these people are in this business, we're going to trust. I think it's way beyond that. And right. I just don't think anybody uh, gives a crap at this point. I think right. you know, it, Th Thomas said the answer is yes, Mark, the money is going out to get votes. Yes. I, I don't know. I think that's totally ridiculous because the people that are voting aren't getting the, the benefits of this. Uh, if you only have the people that are getting benefits of these programs, the candidate would have five votes for them, which is the five fraudsters. Uh, you know, the people aren't getting the benefit of it. You know, if you have the integrity in the system, then there would be more money out there for the people that needed it. So I, I really think there's just kind of a come see, come sigh attitude about it of, well, if we're providing this money, a lot of it's going to be, you know, handled inappropriately. And, and you know, people cannot be ridiculous enough to think that we don't have a much greater fraud problem now than we did 30 years ago. Exactly. And Andrea hit it, though. A lot of program staff involved in charitable programs uh, believe that their sole mission is to get the benefits out to the community. It's a tough job to try to educate them about controls. Because I remember one of our earlier episodes, we talked about Denver, the state of Denver, where their governor just said, we are going to just get the money out. Now, if you look at the stats, Denver is one of the highest states when it came to PPP loan fraud during the pandemic. So it is Look, it's cheaper to just do it now. Pay me now or pay me later, right? Isn't that so? Yeah. I don't think the people that are really doing it for the right reasons are going to have a problem with the requirements that come along with it. I think it's the people that have no intention of doing it for the right reasons. So there's a big difference there. And I think a, a small amount of investigation slash auditing could determine that very quickly. Agreed. I mean, the attitude of this, the, the the woman in this thing, McClellan or whatever her name was, of, you know, don't question me about this. I'm doing good things. Yep. Well, you know, that deflection is, is not somebody who's in this for the right reason. Well, so I heard a story many years ago, well, not that many years ago, about food banks and how food banks, like all of a sudden, you know, maybe in Oregon, they get a bunch of potatoes because we grow a lot of potatoes. And so they have this kind of swapping sort of program. And it's like, it, you know, it was some smart person who's like, okay, there's too much salmon in Alaska. And they literally had kind of like um, trading coupons, kind of like, and 
it just it's going to take some smart people to like you know think of clever ways to be able to stop this like right. you know i mean the food banks really solved a lot of issues with deciding to kind of do a consortium mm -hmm. and potatoes went to Alaska salmon came to Oregon or, you know, whatever it was, but a bunch of smart people got together and said, we can solve this. And, you know, I, I just have to believe that there are smart people working in the government who can solve it or at least stop the low hanging fruit, pick the low hanging fruit off. And then we're yeah. back to the studies that show the percentage of people that are really engaged in their positions anymore. And if they really care or are they collecting a paycheck and then you wonder how many people really care enough to stop it or change it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's everyone having for dinner tonight? <laughs> I'm having tacos. With some what? cheese that I paid for. I'm going to go get some cheese off the street and eat that for free. <laughs> telling you i'm paying for my meal tonight guys you don't like a good free meal Robert? you know i don't know yet since i'm not feeling well i might just have a smoothie or maybe some soup i'm not real sure okay you need to get some rest there yeah that, that's probably what's chicken gonna soup yeah. chicken soup i heard it's good for the soul it is good for the soul. And it warms the cockles of your heart. Oh, so you know what? One last thing. So now, <clears throat> there was another food program that somehow was tied to these individuals. I can't even get to it like that. But before the state regulators barred it from uh, the food program, Another company called Dream It Big claimed that it got $900,000 in USDA reimbursements from the Missouri uh, uh, Department of Health and Human Services, DHSS. Sorry. I think that might be school district. Sorry, I'm saying that wrong. From uh, late 2020 through the middle of last year. Now, on the Facebook page for the people that were involved in Dream It Big, in 2019, McClellan posted a video about her plans to expand Sister of Lavender Rose into California. And so then somebody commented on her Facebook page, I want my own. And she responded back, everybody, everyone got a every what? Everyone got to start somewhere. I was under someone for a year before I did it my own. You need a 5013C. Okay, I'm sorry. I broke. I was trying to read it verbatim, and I probably should not have done that. So anyway, somebody was asking about how they could actually do what she had done, and she just said, "You need your own 5013C," which is a reference back to when in 2001 she actually started her own, uh, and so she was kind of breaking away and then funneling that money through that contract that wasn't bid out when it was supposed to be bid out. So this is this is something that they're teaching each other. They're teaching them the tactic. <clears throat> the the tactic there's there's a market for uh, good instruction good scamming instruction i guess either side 
Kelly said, is there an online course for food fraud? I, I expect there is. And it's a how-to. Yep. It's a how subscription program. Step one, get a 5013C, which is a nonprofit. Get a nonprofit status for your business. Get that wow. lawyer to sign up for it. Sign you up for it. It's like how many times, ask Kelly how many times in the criminal side of things did the bad guys educate the other bad guys on how to do what they're doing? Oh, boy. Yeah. Affiliate yeah. marketing in fraud. Imagine that. Oh, there you go. There yeah, I mean, go. it's kind of an MLM. It, this kind of seems like it was an MLM of food fraud. Ooh, it's an AFM, affiliate fraud marketing. AFFM, affiliate food fraud marketing. Ooh, you know At what? At ELL, <laughs> almost love lounge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, someone, I have to just say this because I'm on a high this week from a couple of podcast episodes I've done. I just had someone say, fascinated by your podcast and would love to connect. Oh my goodness. Like I did like the most amazing episode yesterday. Like it will drop in two weeks and then next week's is, I mean, they're all amazing, but the one in two weeks with Avi Klein, you guys are going to love me. It is full of value bombs as online marketing made easy would say. It is so good. Nice. So loving so the podcast. You'll have to let us know when that one comes out so that we can tell all of our Friday fraudster friends. All right. Anything else about the the food bank and the food fraud? I mean, this is insane. I think we'll have you'll have plenty of more stories that you can cover in the weeks ahead, I'm sure. It doesn't seem to be deep decreasing. It seems to be increasing. Oh, for sure. Because coming up soon, we're going to talk about the chicken wing scandal. Yeah. And that's such a good story for audit, I think. Yeah. Just because of you're going to find out about chicken wings and bones and things like that. But for audit, it's so good, I think. And I think we'll do it around Super Bowl time. That's the perfect time to talk about chicken wings, you know? That's Ooh, next is week, that next buddy. weekend? Oh, I'm That's not going to be Sunday. here. Oh, that is next week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be here. Huh. It I'm spending the after or the morning with lawyers, Mark. Oh, what fun. Well, that'll be enjoyable. That's like going to the proctologist twice. Yeah. <laughs> At least I don't have to pay for it. Oh, that, and that's that's good because you know they they charge you a gazillion dollars every tenth of a second. So six you, minute increments. There you go. Yeah, and that's real for anybody who doesn't know. That is so real. The only math lawyers do is multiply the six minute increment. That is the only <laughs> math they do. That was funny. I like that one. All right, so. Any of our Friday Froster family, if you have any comments, any stories that you'd like for us to cover, just send them to us. You want CPEs for quite a few episodes? We didn't do it for today's episode. Go to FridayFroster.com, especially while you're watching the show live. You can watch it directly on my website and then take a test right after and get your CPE. What fun is that? 
Go to subscribe to our YouTube channel too while you're here. Let's grow that bad boy and make it the best audit resource on YouTube. How about that? You guys are all going to be thinking about us when you're eating dinner tonight. I'm going to be wondering if my cheese is stolen. If you can cut it, it's not. <laughs> we got grated on tacos. It's a very good point. <clears throat> All right. So we'll see you guys. Robert, gotta go. Like, see ya. Yeah.